Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast. I take the sting out of divorce. This is your host, Emily Sanchez. Hey everybody, Emily here. I'm so happy you're joining me today. I have a couple of VIPs with me. We have Deanna Householder and Corey Martins, and they hold these special designations. One is a realtor, one is a mortgage specialist. And we're going to talk all about it. We're going to get into kind of practical things. I know a lot of times my podcasts are emotional, mental, things that you can do, strategies. But we've got to get to the practical too. Because as we tackle those things, we really can have peace of mind and see a direct future. So Deanna and Corey... Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I am just really excited to dive into this special designation that you hold for divorced people and those going through divorce. All three of us here have been divorced, so we know what it feels like. We know kind of uh, that feeling of what next, especially if there are assets involved in your divorce and divorce decree. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to get right in. I'm just going to start asking some simple questions and you guys just free flow it. Let's, we're just going to hear all about it. So tell me what is this designation? It's RCSD. Yes. So that stands for real estate collaboration specialist divorce. And uh, it is a designation that both of us earned from a woman named Professor Kelly Murray. Uh, She earned her law degrees from Stanford and Harvard Law Schools and is currently on faculty at Vanderbilt University right now. Awesome. And so who needs you guys? Who needs your services? You know what? Honestly, most people that are getting divorced are going to need it, but especially if they either have real estate now or want to get it sometime in the not-too-distant future. I mean, really, what we're trying to do is set ourselves up. Uh, we understand that when you're going through a divorce, I, again, you know, we've been there, we, we know what it feels like. And it's, at least in my case, it, it was so important for me to kind of visualize what my life would look like afterwards. So key. You know, you, you need to realize that there's going to be a life, it's going to be a good life, it's going to be nice. And you start to picture, okay, well, where am I going to live? And what's, you know, how is all of that going to play out? Obviously, where you live is going to be a big part of it. And what I discovered and doing mortgages for people um, all the time is that if you don't plan before your divorce, where you think you're going to be may not end up being where you are. So we're here to try to help them realize the vision of where they're going. So that if you want to keep that home, we're going to ensure that you're going to be in a position to keep that home afterwards. If you want to buy a new home afterwards, we want to make sure that you're going to be in position to get that new home afterwards and so you don't have to leave yourself scrambling later. And I love that because um, many of my clients don't are not homeowners, you know, and so you're saying that there is an opportunity there where maybe in the settlement that they could be pre-qualified or, or whatnot. Explain a little bit about that. Do you want, I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you an example, in fact. Um, several years ago, I had a client who came to me. Uh, she knew that I had this uh, specialty, this niche that I worked in, and... Um, she and her husband were going through the divorce there at the beginning stages, and she was getting a, uh, a payout uh, of spousal support, and they also were selling their home and going to split the funds. So she wants to take that and uh, parlay it into a new home. 
Fortunately, she came and spoke to me beforehand, and I asked her a few simple questions and right away discovered that she was going to be dependent on her spousal maintenance to qualify for the new home. However, the way that the spousal maintenance was structured, she would not have qualified for a mortgage, which mm -hmm. would have put her plans years behind. So what we did is we quickly took a look at it. We made some adjustments to the amounts and the length of time of her spousal maintenance. She took it back to her, um, to her ex. Uh, it, it essentially, it was the exact same amount of money, just over a longer, slight, slightly longer period of time. So her monthly was a little bit less, but structured in a way that she could qualify. He had no problem with it. It took a little bit of burden off, monthly burden off of him, so he was actually all for it. Uh, they signed the decree as soon as they were done. Uh, she went right out home shopping, and I don't know, it's a month or two later, she was in a brand new home. That's cool. That is so cool. So super <clears throat> important to do it early. Mm -hmm. So what, what else? Why else is it important for someone going through a divorce to involve someone who is RCSD? you know, designated. So the, the basic goals that we have are to help preserve the individual's credit score and their future home ownership eligibility. Like Corey said, whether or not they have a home now, they're going to want one in the future. Mm -hmm. And in so many cases, uh, as you go through divorce, your credit takes a big hit. But what we do, what I do I actually, as an RCSD, I'm not acting as a realtor. Okay. I'm actually acting as a project manager. Okay. And we need to also say, I think at the beginning, that our services, at least Corey and I, they're complementary. Oh, that's so. Big. Yeah, so we get, you know, we know how much money everyone's putting out, especially if you're working with an attorney or even a mediator. So these services that we offer are complementary. And, and what I do as the project manager is take the client through a series of consultations in four different areas. Okay. Um, it might end at Corey. Corey will always be the very first stop mortgage. They need to find out if they can even pre-qualify for the home after the decree uh, because we know financial situations are going to change a lot. And um, so often, you know, attorneys or mediators, they might... The client saying, I want the house. You know, sometimes it turns into this emotional pawn in the, yeah. the divorce game of chess, so to speak. And they just hold on to it so much. But what they don't realize is that they might not, after the decree is all done, and they go to refinance the property, whoever it was that got the house, and they find out that they can't refinance. Mm. Well, so they just went through all that emotional turmoil for nothing, only to get more because they were not well-informed. They did not do their due diligence in regards to the home, the first step being the mortgage. Um, let me go on just a little bit. Before you do, can I just jump go in ahead. and share uh, another story that uh, Deanna and I worked with this client together, and um, they're, they're actually still going through a divorce right now, and they just bought her uh, dream home not, not even a year October. ago. Yeah, so a home she absolutely loves, she wants to keep but has no equity in it whatsoever. Oh. Now, they own that together. She owns a separate property by herself, an investment home, which does have equity in it. So her wanting to keep her dream home was considering letting him have her investment home that has equity in it, but she gets to keep the dream home. Again, fortunately, we had the chance to speak to her first, found out that on her own she will not qualify for her dream home. So had she proceeded with what she thought was a great plan, her ex would have gotten her home that she owned herself with a lot of equity in it. He would have got it. He would have had a place to uh, live. 
he would have landed on his feet, she would have gotten this home, and then she would have ended up not qualifying it, having to sell it, and having to pay to sell it. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it all, coming out, ten, you know, probably tens of thousands of dollars out of her pocket and not having a place to live at the end of it all. Mm-hmm. But again, fortunately, we, we, uh, we got involved early enough and we were able to kind of redo some of those plans that she had. Mm-hmm. So after <clears throat> meeting with Corey and finding out if you can pre-qualify, let's say in this situation they can, then the next step is to move to reviewing the title, looking for any clouds, what we call clouds on title, a lien that was put against the home. Um, you know, when you get a lien put on your home, they don't knock on your door, they don't email you, they don't even, you know, they make it public record and that's considered sufficient. So you may not even be aware that right. there is a lien on your home. If you're a woman and you want to keep the home and you sign, this is this happened, you sign a hold harmless clause against your ex that you will hold them harmless against any secure debt on the home. And then you come to find out three years later, this also happened to a realtor who went to sell her home and there was a home equity line of credit that had been paid down, but it was not closed. Mm. And the ex used it as an ATM, basically. She had a $20,000 lien on the property. She had signed a whole harmless clause against the ex. And now she's checking first. Yeah, exactly. Before the whole thing was done. And now she, you know, had to take care of that. And those liens can come in all kinds of sources. It could be uh, taxes that hadn't been paid. It can be, um, mm. I, I saw one case where it was a short relationship, but she was unaware of a chi- uh, child support obligation he had from a previous relationship. Oh, wow. And on her home, found a child support lien. Mm-hmm. So she, if she takes that home and holds him harmless, she now has to pay his child support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these are all things that you want to find out, obviously, before mediation. Right. Right. Um, after title, sake title is clear. Everything looks good. Well, then we move on to the next series and that, or the next step, and that is having a home inspection done on the home. Mm-hmm. It's great. Okay, everything looks good, but oh, your roof is in need of repair. That's right. going to be a ten thousand to fifteen thousand right. dollar cost. Right. Yeah. Well, oh, I still really, really want the house. Great. We'll include that in the mediation. This is where we work with the attorney so that he's aware of the other things that he, they can mediate. So, and then finally, I'll just move on to the last step. Say inspection turns out good. Yes, I still want to keep the home. That's great. Well, then the last step is the insurance. Review the insurance policy. Make sure that the person that is, the spouse is the remaining in the home is the name insured, that they have title. Those are the two critical things that you must have for any claim to be paid out to you as the homeowner. You've got and you to have a personal insured. experience with this. I do, to some degree. So when I, I left my husband in November of the year, and then the following January, he filed a claim on the roof. Uh, it was a very small claim, thankfully. It was only $675. And even though I was aware enough of the need for me to remove myself from the policy, I did not do it before that claim was made. And so, therefore, I now have a report on my, what they call CLUE. It's Comprehensive Loss Underwriting Exchange is what CLUE stands for. Wow. <laughs> but it's like your that. credit <laughs> report. It's like your credit report only for, for housing, you know, house insurance, rental insurance, and whatnot. So, so any insurance that I use for those purposes now, I pay a higher rate for because of that um, ding on my CLUE report. So... Um, and there are a lot of other, again, scary stories that we could share in regards to that. Um, hail, hail damage being done on a property, 
the out spouse was the wife and she was still name insured. Right. She called and had yes. him removed you from the insurance. Yes. And he made the claim, uh, even though he, long story, she ended up getting the claim money. I wouldn't give it to him. Wow. Because things were not aligned appropriately in his favor. So those are the four steps. Mortgage, title, insurance, and condition. Okay. Or condition insurance um, that, we, that we go through. And all of that hopefully is being done prior to mediation so that the attorney or legal professional now has that information to use in getting make, making sure that the decree is, is appropriately done. One other thing I want to mention as far as the value that we can add to attorneys and mm-hmm. mediators on the appraisal, most attorneys will take an appraisal, they'll ask for the monthly mortgage statement, they'll subtract that, and that comes up what they think is the equity. Well, in the limiting statement of conditions on an appraisal, in two paragraphs on that page, the first one tells the person that the appraiser uh, that the appraisal has been done for, I'm basing this appraisal off of an assumption that title is clean. You know, we don't know what might be on your title. So okay. that's one gap in a case file for an attorney that they need to be concerned about. The second gap that can happen is in the condition. The appraiser is also saying, basically, I don't know what's, what these walls are hiding. I don't know what your roof looks like. I'm not an inspector. Some people get that confused. They think an appraisal is somewhat of an inspection, and it's not. And so um, these are two areas where we take them through there, and it, we expose the potential risks mm-hmm. so that the attorney, you know, because something happened after the fact because of those two things. There's, there's a lien on my house, Mr. Attorney. You didn't tell me that. Right. I'm going to sue you or I'm going to file an ethics complaint against you because you didn't, do, you didn't help me do my due diligence correctly. Mm. Yeah, and, and that's actually a really good point is that whether it's attorneys or mediators, they play a really important role. And, they, and there's yes. some that are really good at what they do, but what they do is only going to be is as good as the case file they have in front of them, as good as the information they have. And with all of the information they gather there's very often pieces that they miss. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know too many divorce attorneys that I've run across that will proactively go out and get a title report. Right. Uh, just things that are outside of their scope. It's something that, hey, if there's a lien on the house, you need to tell us. And mm-hmm. if you don't know or mm-hmm. don't know where to get it, now we've got a big gap. And, there, and there's a lot of possibilities and a lot of possible gaps, and we just really try to reduce that risk so that your attorney, your mediator, has the most complete case file they can possibly put together and now they can represent you much better. Well, you guys answered my next two questions already, which were, when is it the right time to consult with you? Mm. And so you're telling me right away, before the decree has been... You don't have to wait for your attorney. Yeah, you don't have to wait for the attorney. And my second question was, you know, people think, I have this great attorney. Why do I need to consult with you? Because, as you said... They only have the information in front of them that they have. It's, they, it's not, they're not customary. You know, it's not customary to go check all these liens mm-hmm. and titles. Or it's just not their specialty. Their specialty right. is family law, and our specialty is, you know, real estate. And of course, right. they're real estate attorneys. But it's just a little bit beyond their scope. And even if it was, why not enlist our help? Right. Um, as an added value, it's a free consultation to their clients. Absolutely. Yeah. And when you mentioned, you know, when to come to us, there, there really is not too early. I've consulted with several people before they even let their spouse know that they okay. want to get a divorce. Yes. Mm-hmm. They've come and said, hey, you know what, I don't even know if we're going to get a divorce. But if I do, what do I need to be aware of or what am I not thinking about? And can I share a really fun story with yes, you? This is one of my please. favorites. 
So I had a client come to me a while back, and she says, here's the situation. I'm probably getting divorced. Um, I want to be in pos- I want to have a house ready, purchased, that I can move right into, and it'll be my home. Long story short, we got her ready. We got her pre-qualified. She goes out and puts, gets a home under contract. She lets her, then she lets her husband know, hey, do you know what? I'm really serious about this divorce. These things that are problems with us mm-hmm. haven't cleaned up, and this is how serious I am. Well, when he saw that she's under contract to get a home that, and she really meant business, things suddenly really started to change. And he started putting forth a lot more effort. Mm-hmm. Anyway, long story short, uh, it, it's been a long process because they're, they're buying a new built home, a new construction, which is probably about a nine-month process in their case. Uh, they, they should be getting into their new home in a couple months, and he will probably be moving with her mm-hmm. because, and it will be her, na- her home in her name. Mm-hmm. But be- when he realized how serious she was and the steps she was taking, um, they've started making amends, and it looks like they're doing really well right now, and they're getting really excited that their marriage is getting stronger, it's getting better, and they're going to end up in a new home for kind of a nice fresh start for them. I love it. Is that mm-hmm. neat? I love it. It's like a flip story <laughs> Yeah, the yeah. flip side. It is, it's one of my favorites like because, that. yeah, it's, it's the ideal situation. Right. I know they don't all go that way, but boy, yeah. it was neat to watch. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And so, okay, so we talked about the consultation being for free, but what are some of the costs that might be involved? So, Great question. Um, so when you come to the title part... Um, the best, most recommended search for this situation is a condition of title, and that is because they'd run what they call an index search on both individuals. So it's not just property, it's also people. Okay. So there could be information that's found, and again, I'm not a title guru, but this is just what, um, you know, for them that are listening, um, it's about, depending on the title company that you go through, the ones that I work with are uh, 400 They can run up more than $500, but that right there would be your biggest expense. But, oh, my goodness, the money that it would save you. Right. Right. Yeah, and if you don't, I mean, if for, for whatever reason, you just can't pay that. There are other options mm-hmm. as well. They just won't be as thorough. Right. So oh, okay. there's a free lien search. Oh, cool. You just do, you know, you can go to the county or any title company will do that for free. You can do a free lien search, just basic. Are there any liens on this house? But again, there, there's a lot more complexity that goes into the condition of title. But for that type of situation, as I've consulted with the title um, agencies, in this situation with divorce, that is really the, the best okay. way to go if you can afford it. But if not... At least just do the freeling search. Cool. Let's start with that. Cool. Any other costs? Uh, other costs would be your home ins- home inspection that would be okay. done, and that's dependent upon your square footage of the home, anywhere from two fifty on up, depending. You know, if you have a termite inspection, you know, that kind of thing. Right. You know, and th- and this applies to home per home anything with your home. All you know, whether it's in the divorce situation or otherwise. I always point out to people, if you've got a, probably the largest asset of your life, it's worth $200,000, dollars $500,000, protecting yourself by paying 250 bucks or whatever it ends up being is going to be an investment well worth it. I mean, oh, d- yes. don't cheat yourself out of a few hundred dollars that could save you so much more. Yes, and you just answered. You guys keep answering my follow-up questions. <laughs> Because my next one was, you know, I coach and talk with many single women, mostly single women, a couple of men, but who'd say, I'm just too busy. 
Mm-hmm. What do you say to them, you know, that you didn't just already say, but it's your hugest yeah. asset? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, not just the asset, but I mean, that's a, a big part of it. And it's, it's what that asset represents. I mean, because coming out of that, out of your divorce, you've got your dream, you've got your vision. And if you want that to stay intact, that's, that's really where we come in. Um, and that home, let's face it, it's, it's, uh, there's a level of security. There's financial security in a home. There's emotional security in a home. We want to keep all of that intact by making sure that, first, we've got a realistic goal coming out the other and making sure what you what you visioned is possible. And then, two, making sure that we clear the way so that you can get there and that some of these uh, problems that can come up, uh, mm-hmm. we can really reduce the risk on it. And, you know, looking forward to the life that you want to have after a divorce and thinking of your children that might be involved and whatnot, um, it's in your best interest to make the time for yourself and for them. Absolutely. Um, to really know, like as Corey said, to know where you're going and what it's going to look like. Imagine um, not consulting with us and fighting hard to keep the home, say it's the, the wife, and, and, and maybe she doesn't know that she's going to pre-qualify because they don't go through that process. Okay. But she's fighting hard for the sake of the kids to keep them stable in that place. Okay. Yes. So fight, fight, fight at the end of the story. Yay, I got the house. I have to refinance though, you know, whatever. And then finds out that she can't. Right. Now what? Right. All, of, all along the story's been, we get to stay here. We don't have to move. You can keep your friends, the school, everything, and then it falls apart. Mm-hmm. And then even more emotional turmoil for all of them. You know, why not? It, the time that it takes is so minimal, honestly. Yeah. It's so small. Okay. Yeah, a few hours now, and it can save you years of mm-hmm. trying to get back later. And thousands so, of dollars. <laughs> so yeah, crucial. You know, we hear without a vision, the people perish. Mm-hmm. And I think you hit the nail on the head. It's actually one of the steps, the processes that I go through with my clients, my own coaching clients, is mm-hmm. the vision that you want to have. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to definitely make this a part of that. So yeah. I, I appreciate you saying that. It is totally a vision of how you want your future. It's so important. So how does a person proceed? So after like they consult with you, like what, what happens? Yeah, well, obviously the first step is just to make the phone call mm-hmm. um, to either myself or, or Corey. Um, me acting as the project manager, it's a good place for me to start so that I can just say, hey, we're going to start with Corey, and then we'll come back to me after, based mm-hmm. on what Corey finds. We'll know what the next step is. Is there a next step? Mm-hmm. If, there, if we find that they cannot pre-qualify, and here's one I'll just be upfront in terms of how... I will slide from a project manager, RCSD, into a real estate role, and that is if they find that it would be a better decision, even quote-unquote business decision for them to sell rather than hold on to it emotionally and die, you know, then I would hope to be considered for the listing. Right. Um, But again, uh, through all of this, I hope to maintain myself as a neutral party. Mm-hmm. Because my my interest is the best interest of all that are involved. I kind of represent the house. My job is to bring to light everything there is to know about the house so that they can know the risks and make a better informed decision 
mm-hmm. about keeping a house. You know, and, and Deanna brings up a, a point here because one of the questions that will be asked is, well, what's in it for you guys? Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, you know, other than the fact that, I mean, we've been there, we've been in those shoes, and we are the people that, you know, we believe in giving back. We believe in helping other people, but um, also through the whole process, we really do hope to help you enough that we've gained your trust so that if you do have mortgage or uh, real estate needs, that you would turn to us. Um, right. Of course, there is at no point is there any uh, obligation or commitment, but, uh, but if you've had a great experience and say, well, that was really helpful and, and we've got that trust, that's, that's really you know, where, why we can keep doing what we're doing. Right, right, of course. And um, just so all my people know, I will be putting your contact information in the description so that you don't have to come back to the podcast and try to listen to the numbers or the emails, but I'll put it right in the description notes in the podcast. I think that you guys covered a lot of really necessary items, but is there any mistakes? Let's talk about mistakes. I, I recently saw one of your flyers and it says there's the top seven mistakes in divorce real estate. So let's just cover a couple of those maybe that you think that we haven't talked about so that we can direct people to at least not make the top Mm -hmm. (laughs) six that so many do. Mm -hmm. Anything come to mind that might be number one? I would say the mortgage situation, is that what you would say? You know, yeah, it probably is, because it's probably the most all-encompassing mm-hmm. and, and the one that, quite honestly, probably derails things more often than anything else. It's just not really understanding your ability to, to pre-qualify or, or know how to protect your, your credit properly okay. and structure your divorce so that you can qualify properly afterwards. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we talked about, I'm just going to go through them a little bit so that we can kind of going over what we said. So number one, neglecting to conduct a tax bill or searching, you know, to verify the tax bill's current. Oh, go I ahead, say, well, Corey. I say, let's face it. Uh, if, if there's a tax bill you owe, the government's going to get your mm-hmm. money. Okay. And uh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to they're gonna get their way and it's going to cause you headaches and problems. And it's mm-hmm. so much easier just to find out now, especially if you're going through the divorce. Mm-hmm. Good. And then the number two, which we hit on, was not conducting a review of the home insurance policy mm-hmm. and getting the parties off or on or, right. or however it's listed in the decree. Mm-hmm. Number three is failing to verify the title. We talked about that. And we number four, declining a pre-decree home inspection. That was huge. Yeah. You could have a huge problem with your house and then be left to cover all the expense of it. Yeah, and even sorry, let me just say, even if you found out again that you could pre-qualify, you could manage the payment. If if you knew that a ten thousand to fifteen thousand dollar repair was in the works, would you still want that? Right. Or imagine what your attorney can do with that to say, hey, do you know what? Yeah. We'll keep the house, but. And then allow your your attorney to negotiate right. that Mediate repair. That. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then again, the neglecting to consult with the mortgage professional to verify, you know, mm-hmm. refinance or pre-qualify situations. Mm-hmm. And then number seven was not understanding the options and the consequences yes. that, that we've talked about. They lead to those headaches. They lead to the emotional stress, people. I mean, we've all experienced it. And during this time, you're so emotionally charged Mm-hmm. To, so to sit down with people who know what they're talking about and to help direct you into the mm-hmm. right course of action is just crucial. Yeah. So 
Is there anything else, anything else that might come to mind that you want to tell our listeners before we head out today? Well, I love that you do this. Um, Thanks. Because, you know, I I tell my clients all the time that, and I'm not a, trust me, I'm not a divorce coach, but I've been there. And I understand. And I've always, and and you might say this, but I always say that it's so important to surround yourself with a good team when you're going through the divorce. And, you know, the heart of that team is going to be your, you know, good family, friends, perhaps church. Yes, your support um, system. Your whole yep. support system. And that's why I love what you do, because then you've got a divorce coach that's going to pull it all together and help out so much. But then there's so many other pieces, you know, your attorney, your mediator, um, real estate collaborative specialists that we're now talking about. Yes. Um, insurance. And, you know, I'm sure you take a lot of that and help coordinate all of it. And Deanna and I, we just take a chunk of it and try to be part of your team to make sure that when you come out, you really do hit those goals that you had, Mm -hmm. that vision that you had coming out of the divorce, and then you can really start that new life the way it should be started. And I would just say, kind of going back to um, the comment of, you know, just being overwhelmed, taking the time, like there's so much to think about already, I just reiterate, you deserve this. Yes. You need it. What, whichever spouse you are, I mean, even as, you know, in divorce, we're so one against the other, mm-hmm. you know, but in this respect, and, and especially if there are children involved, please make it as amicable as you can, at least in regards yes. of, of this with the, the home situation. Um, because it, again, it so often can be such a, a heated, hard aspect of the divorce. But that's because I feel like the information that we can bring to light mm-hmm. will help enlighten things so much better. And as I said, move it from an emotional pawn mm-hmm. to becoming a business decision, so to speak. Like just what is best for our financial future, both of us. You don't want yes. a potential foreclosure on your hands. You don't want to have a bankruptcy that because you didn't know that, oh, it's okay, I'll pay, I'll continue. The husband will continue to pay for the mortgage note. He'll let the wife stay in the house. She's 30 days late on the mortgage, and now his credit is tanking because, you know, it's just there's so many and things that can happen. So just take the time. There's not yes, a lot, and yes. we're willing to help. So true. Thank you so much. So many um, people want to do it on their own. Mm-hmm. How can I get through this divorce as quick as possible with not paying anything? I don't want to involve a lawyer. I, I hear it all the time. You guys, please get a good team together. Mm-hmm. Get a good team together. Yeah, that's what I just urge you with us to think of it as a support and a team. This is the most crucial time. You've got to have it. So thank you guys so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I feel like the information you've given to all of us is really, really crucial. So I really am glad that you were here. I get to meet with you. Thank you so much. And I hope everyone has a fantastic day today. Again, make it what you want and take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. Come on over and visit me at coachemilysanchez.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, make it a great day.